This is episode 34 of Witch Police Radio. Our guest this week is Mr. Rob Nay, who is from the band Microdot. And um, what was the theme? <laughs> every time. Every time I forget the theme. Oh, it was groovy. Right, yeah. The theme was groovy. And uh, yeah, Rob uh, is a guy I've known for a long time. I think we established that pretty early on. And um, he's in the band Microdot. Uh, we're going to play a song by Microdot from their new tape, uh, which came out on, um, just came out actually, like I think couple days ago when we were recording this so by the time you hear it it'll be a few months but on dub ditch Pit- dub ditch picnic records which is a really good local tape label yeah and um it's worth checking out this is a second tape actually they seem to be really into the whole cassette thing yeah which is funny because the previous week's episode was called tape but but we don't determine it's random selection one of the themes so so rob was stuck with groovy but this was the first one back where all four of us all three of us were hosting Mm-hmm. and like yeah, you were here I was there John was here and then we had a guest and that hadn't happened in a while because you guys were away and then as usual you know stuff happens and we usually have two guests two hosts or one ghost or whatever so but yeah it was good it was a good, it was a good show and uh, I suggest you look up Microdot um, on Bandcamp and uh, you look up Dub Ditch Picnic and check out their stuff they got links uh, all over the place and um, you know go to Facebook and, and YouTube and whatnot and check out all those bands um, you can check out our show on www.witchpolice.com. There's a podcast button with all the back issues or whatever you want to call them of the show, previous episodes. You can download Archived. our stream for free. Archive, that's, that's the word, yeah. Download our stream for free. And uh, you can check us out Monday nights at 11 p.m. on 101.5 UMFM or umfm.com if you uh, prefer the internet to regular radio or you're just not in Winnipeg or whatever. And we're on Twitter at witchpolice.fm. We are on um, microdots on Twitter, actually, at microdot underscore wpg i think uh just check the page where this is posted to be sure um but yeah they play a lot of shows lately it seems like so and i and actually it sounds like a lot of their band members are in different bands too so uh we talked about that kind of early on too so check that out and we actually played a a, a song by one of his bandmates other projects too so it's too bad that because um, they play a lot of like negative space don't they and uh, negative space is done now right? yeah like that's uh that's horrible I, you know what I, did, I, I I mean it is horrible for sure. I didn't really go there, like I mean I don't I don't I don't really go to shows a lot. Yeah. But they seem to be having shows all the time. Like I don't know what. Uh... And like shows that uh, suit that venue and, and also might be harder to throw other places. Like they yeah. they're throwing a festival this Saturday, which is all bands who have never played before. Yeah, they used, they used to do that all the time. Didn't they do that a couple times? I think, oh, maybe I think they I have. Pro- yeah. yeah, that's like a cool idea. It's a really great cool idea. idea. It's a great idea, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I hope that the people involved in that or something similar can be uh, started again. Yeah, I think it will. I think Winnipeg seems to always, like, stuff gets killed off and something else. Like, I mean, the Albert died for a little bit and then Windsor became the new... I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. not that the Windsor was a new venue, but it became the new spot for that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, it'll happen. It's good. It's good. We'll so, be all right. Yeah. You yeah. corporate fucking slime can't keep us down. That's right. I don't even go to shows anymore. I don't know why I'm agreeing with you. You should go. I should go. I should go. Well, I know. You, it's harder. Yeah. By the time this comes out, I may not even, I may be like out of commission for a while, but whatever. I'll well, go to shows. I'll go to shows. One day when you're like 40. You can oh, go 40. To shows. My kids will be moved out. It'll be good. Yeah. You should be like walking around with like ripped jeans trying to look all cool and all the kids will be wearing some like weird like yeah. latex pants and they'll yeah. look like an and they'll idiot. have like uh, like electronic devices implanted in their heads yeah. and stuff yeah and I'll be completely gray there probably bald yeah. and, like, and, uh, and someone like some kid like you'll be trying to buy a drink and like some kid will be like talking and then you'll be like sorry what did you say and they'll be like I'm not talking to you old yeah. man I'm talking on my device so like three people at once yeah, yeah through my brain like Skyping with my friend in Tokyo yeah yeah he's got like a computer screen implanted into his hand and he's fucking like fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah, I hate them. fucking kids. Yeah. 
teenagers really. It's the worst. It's the worst. And they, they think they know about music, you know? That's the worst part. Yeah, yeah. They I, don't know, like, you know, they don't even play, like, in this future, in this future scenario, yeah. they don't even <laughs> play instruments future. anymore. Yeah. They just, yeah. like, they just think about it, and, like, yeah. there's all these, yeah. like, weird, like, satellite MIDI controllers that just control their, like, <laughs> their, like, devices. Or they have those screens, like, on those cop shows that, like, are set a few years in the future, where they yeah, just pull stuff like, up in the air, and they're... Or, like, laser, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it's just, like, this doesn't even sound like music. It'll just be, like, vibrations that you can only feel, like, you can hear it, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be in there like, where's the song? <laughs> Shut up, old man. That's what's going to happen. This is, I was actually talking about this on, on one of the other shows that when, when, you, when you were away in Montreal. Um, that, like, we were talking about how old everyone was, because that was the 30th episode. This is the 34th episode, but on the 30th episode, we were talking about age and stuff. And uh, in case someone has listened to it, maybe they haven't. Um, you should. Go back. <laughs> go back and go back and download it. But um, we were talking about how, like, you know, everyone on the show at that point was either 31 or 30. Yeah. And, like, no, no teenagers. And I was like, well, I don't really know any teenagers. And what's going to happen to this, <laughs> this podcast is just going to continually be people our age and older. And then we're just going to keep getting older. And we're just going to be completely out of touch. <laughs> so, Probably. Like, we made already... I, I'm pretty sure I am already out of touch. Like It would be interesting to have a teenager on the show. It would be. Show. I kind of want to know what they listen to, you know? I mean, because I'm not going to get Skrillex. it. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> Do they even know? Well, is I that mean, like 20-year-olds? Uh, no, like, for sure teenagers listen to Skrillex, but... Um, what... Underground stuff to teenagers. Yeah, that's what that's what. I like, know. what are the teenagers like? We were listening to Alien Hybrid when we were kids, and yeah. if you listened to last week, you would have heard about all that. But like, what are they listening to? What's yeah. you know? That'd yeah, be interesting. It'd be, be interesting cool. to get like an actual like kid who's really into music. Yeah. Like a teenager who's really into music. Yeah. But how do we do that? I mean, do you, I don't know any teenagers. I don't know. It'd be cool to get like um. Like I, know I mean, there's some, teenagers in bands, I guess. I know some like kids in their early twenties who are really smart about music, but. Yeah. They would probably just end up playing something that we listen to, because they're because they want to seem cool to the older, <laughs> or just because they are cool, or yeah, just because they listen to good music. Yeah. <laughs> in general, they're yeah. not gonna play like Vampire Weekend. Or no, and that's show. not allowed on the show. I'm putting a rule right now. Well, you can't have a rule. Like... No, actually, you know what? I had a semi rule about the Beatles, and it was broken pretty early on because like because uh, John played some no, not because not because John John played some shitty Beatles, but actually one of our guests played a Beatles song in episode twenty nine. Who? Sandy from uh, Indicator oh, Indicator, yeah. and he sense. loves the Beatles, right? Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. about to be like, okay, you know, you just came to my house to be on a show. I haven't seen you in like ten years. Like, <laughs> you can't play the Beatles. No, it was fine, and he even admitted it was the worst Beatles song ever. So made it better because uh, yeah. we were kind of all shitting on. The well, Beatles. are we gonna do? Shouldn't we do the episode where John tries to convince us that the Beatles are good by playing Beatles? Songs? And I try to convince you guys. Led Zeppelin is amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think John probably. Yeah, is, maybe is just fine you. with Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's yeah. me that doesn't yeah. really like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But I, I need to find a band that you guys don't. And like. I'm sure there is one. Yeah, I just couldn't. Be, I haven't been able to think of it yet. Three Six Mafia. I kind of like Three Six Mafia. Okay. I don't know. What I mean, I, from what I've heard of them, there. I mean, I don't like some of it, but we'll have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. There's something I'm sure. But yeah. Anyway, here's the show. <laughs> Rob <laughs> Name Microdot. Uh, we're gonna play a Microdot song from the new tape. Right now.
Radio episode number 34. Uh, this is another four person episode. All three of the main hosts are here. I'm Sam. I'm here with John and Rob. And our guest today is Rob Nay, who uh, people might know from the local band Microdot. In the house. Yeah. Yeah, you are in the house indeed. <laughs> in the basement, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're happy to have you on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks very much for the invitation. And uh, I mean, I know you from a long time back uh, from, you know, working at various jobs and things but um yes yeah, so you guys worked at various jobs together two, diff- two different two different employers yeah, yeah. Well, just by chance or do you yeah. guys love working <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty you should too and, yeah. yeah no it was, it was, i think it was by chance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah neither of us are at those either of those employers anymore so. not at the moment we'll see what happens for a hat trick potentially <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that would be really bizarre yeah i don't know i might feel a little uncomfortable <laughs> with that. but um but yeah, you guys have you guys have a tape out or uh, more two tapes out now, right? Yeah, three actually. Three we tapes. Did, we did one that we just self released, just like a quick thing that we did maybe like ten copies of, and then two on Dub Ditch. Cool. And one of them's like brand new, right? Yeah, it just came out. What's it called? Uh, that one's called Middle Age Dating. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> I've heard the other one, Lamps on Amps. That yeah. One, that's been out a couple of years ago, I guess. No? Yeah, that was, that was about a, a couple of years ago. So yeah. Cool. 
Yes, indeed. So yeah, this one we actually recorded almost two years ago, too, actually. We recorded this one September 2011. And oh, really? It's just coming out now, so... Yes, indeed. Is that... What, what's the reason for that? Uh, well, we actually tossed up ourselves on our Bandcamp page a little while ago, and then uh, Chris Jakes, who runs Dub Ditch, um, yeah. kind of puts out a bunch of things, and this was... Uh, just came out now, so we had a number of things on the go, and uh, yeah, got around cool. to it now, so... Cool. So it was, like, when you recorded it, you planned for it to come out on Dub Ditch? No, we actually recorded it. It was kind of a, a necessity thing where uh, Bill, our vocalist bass player, was set to become a father... So we kind of like figured we should get in and record before family life. That's why we're doing busy. so many episodes of this show. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what we did. We basically just um, went into the studio in UMFM and uh, rolled uh, <laughs> rolled through about 15 songs in six hours, I guess. Um, yeah, mainly did it live and then overdub vocals and one guitar track and just kind of blasted through things. So nice. Yeah, yeah. We like to we like to be efficient. It's good when it works. It can be pretty soul crushing to try to get all the rhythms and you know tempos and perfect. You start to like if you're doing a one track at a time, you get a little too perfectionistic. I think. Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of blitz through things and at most I think things were maybe two takes. There were a few things that were done in one take, but everything else was kind of done two takes live and then vocals overdubbed afterwards. So. I like how uh, how grimy. It sounds the one tape anyway, the one I've heard. Yeah, that sounds super. Like it sounds like it was recorded on four tape. <laughs> like that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was actually just practice space. Oh, really? Recordings like we just yeah when we had practice, Bill would fire up his four track or his eight track and record it live off the floor in our cool. space with yeah kind of minimal setup and just would go. Cool, that's cool. Yeah. Almost would have fit in last week. We our theme was tape. Oh yeah. So this week it is not tape. This week the theme is groovy, which is um, as usual we have a random word generator button shoots out words at us and so we ended up with Groovy this time which uh, <laughs> yeah I guess it fits, Why in, not? It fits a music show right yeah. um, a little bit better than maybe some of the other words but uh, yeah so do anyone want to play something to start should I start it off or go for sure okay um, uh, we've talked about this band on here like many times before but one of my favorite bands from the 90s was Rusty Canadian band so we'll get some CanCon on this uh, program and uh, I know I've talked about them a lot about how much I like them and how much I wanted to find a good spot to play them it's never come up yet, but uh, they have a song called Groovy Dead, which was, I guess, their... Was it their hit, really? It was, well, they had that a video for it. Well, Misogyny. Or misogyny was, was yeah, their yeah, yeah, big yeah, one, but yeah. they had a video for it. Yeah. yeah, and it's off the album Fluke, which I have two copies of, one on tape, one on CD, that I've kept over after all these years. I still listen to it all the time. It's really I, traded, I traded my rusty Fluke CD to Sean Chamberlain for a Body Count CD. That was a bad choice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> which body... I mean, I, I guess it would be like, yeah... The body count. I I'm not trying to say bad. It had like KKK bitch on it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. They're um, both quality albums, I'd say. I guess so. I guess so. Do you have Rusty the album again though? No, I've been, and I've tried to download it recently. Like I, I also, you know, like when I go on those like drunken like uh, old Canadian yeah, like, yeah, YouTube rock binges. YouTube yeah, binges. Yeah, I, I used to try so to find them. Rusty and I could never find it, but it's up there so now. Not, yeah, it's up like now, a few so. years ago. It took a while to get up. And, yeah, hmm. yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, these guys always kind of. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bands I listened to back then that I completely like. Probably can't remember the names of you know, but Rusty for some reason they always in that album. Particular, I have all their albums. So I went on got. Are they? Because I never listened to their later albums. Were they? Because there's something good. about something about like uh, Fluke. Is it so? It, it, it's so like. Like you were saying, grimy. It's grimy and raw, yeah. yeah. And that's what I like about it. The other stuff is a little more polished because I guess they got signed to. And then when. And, I don't remember what label it was on. I could look we, it up. I think we've talked about this before too. It's like anytime a Canadian band gets signed, it seems like they lose all their 
like some idiosyncrasies and yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. like there's only like two producers in this country or something it all ends up, all ends <laughs> yeah. up sounding the same yeah for sure so i, I mean I, I like the other two albums but i have the single for uh, california too um you know, not that anyone cares. <laughs> well, the single by this band, but yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, Groovy Dead um, is about sleeping and about how awesome it is to be asleep. <laughs> so Which, uh, and when the video, like, I actually wasn't a, wasn't a big, uh, big Rusty fan, but one of the things that I do remember with this track is that Much Music had a big disclaimer whenever they aired this video right. that it's not about suicide, right. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. sleep. Oh, really? Yes. I think I remember seeing yeah, that, actually, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you know, I guess it's, right, the, the, it's so it about, to be dead. Like, is it, it yeah. is it about like drug induced sleep? I think it could be. I mean, I think if you listen to the lyrics, you could in, probably interpret it that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, good, groovy usually has an association <laughs> you know, with something in particular. So, but yeah, let's check it out and we can talk about it afterwards. But uh, rusty, groovy, dead.
Rusty, Groovy Dead. So, uh, just some interesting things about this. Um, it actually doesn't have a year on it, but I'm pretty sure it's 96. That's that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, apparently, there's acoustic guitar on that song. And they had like, a special guy in to play acoustic guitar. So there's that, and then like uh, it, they mentioned specifically, no digital reverb or digital audio tape was used in the making of this recording. Hmm. So okay. I guess that's a point of pride for them or something. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love this band still, and this is this is actually a promo over copy of the album most got this somewhere used. But do you hmm. know what they're up to now? Yeah, I heard they were getting back together, and that was last year, and then I haven't heard anything about it since. Because hmm. I know the one guy, the guitar player, was, like, back in the days when MySpace was the thing, I was, like, I friended or whatever, like, I didn't, like, he didn't know me, but I clicked, like, whatever on his thing, the guitar player, and he did some solo project that I don't think went anywhere. Hmm. And, but then I read last year that they were getting back together, so they come here, I'm going, I'm going, like, for sure. There's no question, like, the band's awesome. Um, but yeah, the lyrics are, I mean, you were asking if it was about drugs, uh... First couple lines, I hit I hit I hit top speed. I smoke the dragon. Like we were saying, they're from Hamilton. How easy is it to get heroin in Hamilton? I don't know. I guess it's not far from Toronto. And then there's a line here: uh, "This sleepy death, it makes me so slow. Can't face life. My soul is hollow. I must get more to fill my black hole." Yeah, it's about drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't you have to be on heroin to be in a band in the nineties? <laughs> it's like a prerequisite. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. When yeah. you put up a band poster, must play bass and do heroin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We confirm where they actually were. Were they from Hamilton? No, it doesn't say anywhere here. I mean, they, 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 they addressed to mail them on the, you know, the album is Toronto, but who knows, like... Yeah. Yeah, they were probably from somewhere in Ontario, I'm guessing. It's usually a safe bet when you got a Canadian band, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that song I don't think is particularly groovy <laughs> in the traditional sense of what groovy means, but, like, you know, it's got the song, the word in the title. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I always really like these guys. I think more, more people need to hear this album because I mean, there was that time when they were high rotation on much music, or whatever this song, right? Definitely. Yeah. And then that was it. Like they did that snow jam thing, and they were that was repeated on much music all the time too. And then like what you know, they put out a couple albums after this, and I, I found them used like years later, but I don't remember even really seeing the, the third one in no. stores at all. The second one, uh, saw from work. I remember seeing it in stores. They were in like cowboy hats on the cover and stuff. And they're actually from Toronto. All right. Oh no! There you go. Yeah. Isn't uh, wasn't one of the guys in uh, Doughboys? No, it's the Dreadlocks. What you're thinking? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about the White Dreads. Yeah, yeah you all are. those guys look the same. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we when when we uh, the both both played a show uh, at uh, the Park Theater. I think you might have been playing it too with um, what was it Black Jacket. And two of the guys in black jacket were white guys with dreads, and you you said, "Hey, look, it's the Doughboys," <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't get it. I don't think, <laughs> but I was laughing. But it was funny. Ah, uh, jokes. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the Doughboys. Do you remember what they sound like anymore? No. Like that, or yeah, like that, pretty much. But they were faster, weren't they? I don't know. I I, I, I listened to them at the time. I don't remember. Depends Barely. on what era of the Doughboys too, because they they also kind of have their much music breakout era with Shine, which was, yeah, that was the yeah. hit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of when I think of Doughboys. For sure, but their earlier stuff was actually a bit better. So this is what happens though. Like much music kills everything. <laughs> just like murders like, Canadian yeah. bands. Yeah, the kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was at a, a show in Toronto where uh, the Much Music dance party blew out all the power on a, like multiple city blocks, <laughs> and, and uh, it, it kind of killed the show that I was at for a while. Oh, you I, were at an unrelated. I show. was at an unrelated show. <laughs> I was at, they were setting up Much, Much Music was setting up for their whatever their their um, awards thing on the street, and they had the stages set up. And this is what I was told, anyways, that it blew all the power for multiple blocks. 
was in the horseshoe to see Manor Asterman and Mudhoney. Awesome. And uh, and the power blows, and so they kept people in the bar though. So we're just drinking in the dark for for like forty five <laughs> minutes. They wouldn't let anybody else in who was outside, and then finally they got the power back on. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. Mudhoney started at two in the morning though. As a result, oh, it still wasn't okay though. It's Mudhoney. It, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was good. I had to leave a bit early, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, it was it was good. But much music kind of put a kink in it. Yeah. I, w- I went to a taping of Rap City. And it was, yeah, it was really weird. Oh, was that when they did that Winnipeg feature or whatever? Uh, I don't know if they did that Winnipeg feature, but we... You know what I'm talking about, right? No. I watched this on YouTube the other day. I was like, I was just like watching a bunch of Winnipeg music video, like stuff. This was, that, was that from like a long time It was ago? like Moodruff was hosting it or whatever, and they were taking them uh-huh. all around, they like at the graffiti gallery and stuff. And that must have been years ago. It was though. a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, no, I was there like a couple years ago. The Lytics were on it. Okay, so this is recent, yeah. Yeah, and then R.A. the Rugged Man was like guest hosting. And he was there? He was yeah, he was guest host. That's really weird. Then I went to see him perform later that night, and he was. This is the like, show you've talked about in other yeah, episodes. Yeah, the yeah. funniest yeah. performance yeah. ever. But yeah. yeah, like, it's really funny because they keep asking Ari the Rugged Man for like input on Rap City, and he's just like you know the grimiest dude ever. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just saying the most ridiculous stuff. It was a really whole the whole thing was really weird. They're like trying to position the good looking people really? like in the camera and stuff like. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Obviously, I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the most important thing was missing, which was Master T. Yeah, no yeah, where's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that guy up to these days? I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, yeah, the world is is uh, is in much worse shape shape yeah. without him hosting <laughs> Rhapsody. I haven't actually yeah. watched much music in like 15 years, maybe. I don't know. Like, well, they've been trying to get out of playing videos. Like they applied to the CRTC to reduce the amount of videos that they had to play. So it's like the criticism Americans have of MTV all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. The CRTC, I think, shot them down, though, and said they still have to play a certain amount of video Because the CanCon, probably. Yeah. 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 I used to be, like, pretty avid watcher of The Wedge. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, like, as it's been declining over the years. Well, oh, like, you've watched it, it still exists? Yeah, yeah. Good. But now it's at the point, even, where they play less videos because they have, like, these kind of written skits. That, oh, weird. That with the host and, like, the producer. And, and the host is the guy from Fucked Up. Yeah. Oh, that's and really so weird. And so they do, like, these really stupid... What? Yeah, it's really dumb. It was actually funny. I watched him... I watched him, uh... Interviewed, um... Uh... The rapper fucking Action Bronson. Yeah, yeah. And Action... Like Ghostface? Yeah, yeah. And Action Bronson was just, like... The guy from Fucked Up was making all these jokes. And Action Bronson was just like, you're stupid. He <laughs> <laughs> was actually amazing. <laughs> I would be weird. It'd be weird to be on one of those shows. I think. I think that people yeah. don't even need to do it now, though, because like much music doesn't need to exist. Right. Because you make a music video, you throw on YouTube, people watch it anyway, independent. You can say whatever you want. You like this, right? It's just mostly like reality TV and like yeah. teen dramas now, isn't you it? You can do those in your basement and put them on YouTube too. That's true. You can make a teen drama right now. <laughs> but, but the people wouldn't be good looking enough. It's audio. Oh, I see. It's audio teen matter. drama. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe a market we haven't done. No one's. Yeah, <laughs> no, we should get into that. Yeah, maybe we actually have some listeners. Phase two of which. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. 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 yeah, which police drama. Which yeah. police drama? Yeah, drama police. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which police two with drama police? <laughs> All right, maybe we should move on. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, uh, we've exhausted that. Yeah, Rob, you want to play something? No. It's too uh, Rob's. It was confusing, but. Yeah, sure. Um, you know what? Maybe we'll play the the F. P. Tranquilizer song that I brought along, which is uh, one of my bandmates, Bill's uh, solo project, lots of home recordings, and uh, yeah, ranges from from songs that he wrote on his phone to uh, things that he wrote on guitar and and then uh, recorded. But uh, yeah, he's working on writing stuff on his phone now because all his guitars are broken. Okay, so makes so, sense. Yeah, but uh, what does he use on his phone? He's just like a 
music program or something? Or? Yeah, I'm not actually sure, but he's been like... It's not like a dial tone, though, right? No, it's not. That's <laughs> a little... That would sound awesome, though. Would, yeah, and just run it through a bunch of, of filters and effects. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's been done. I guarantee you someone's done it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to hear um, a track called Groovy Good Times from F.P. Tranquilizer, which is from a EP that he put together, which was um, song titles suggested by his partner's mom. So she basically gave him a list of three song titles, and he wrote songs to uh, to match up the titles. That's amazing. That's a good idea. Yeah, so there were Groovy, really good, groovy yeah. good Times, Teepee in the Forest, and Meet Me at the Fort. Teepee in the Forest? Yeah, which is actually a Microdot song, too, but uh, he does a, ver a different version of it on this EP. But uh, we're going to hear uh, Groovy Good Times from FP Tranquilizer. Cool. For the goose, it's good for the gander. She'll just have to say whatever I had her. I never said love. It's gonna be easy. One minute you're happy, the next you feel queasy. I just don't know what else to say. Uh, this is really short little ditty by FP Tranquilizer, which is uh, yeah, it's up on Bandcamp. There's actually a boatload of Bill stuff up there. You can get also Summer Tape, his one cassette out on Dub Ditch as well. But I actually wrote down the web address so awesome. that I would remember it now on Bandcamp. So it's yeah, it's just fptranquilizer.bandcamp.com. And it's really uh, hard to remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have detailed notes. I had to, yeah, yeah, I had to write it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. diagram it. Yeah. Have a pie chart for it. You're like, um, what's that movie, Memento? You just tattooed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next website addresses that I mentioned are tattooed on me. But, yeah. Uh, but, uh, Guys, Polaroids in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> what's my band called again? Awesome. Uh, yeah, Bill's got tons of great stuff up. Like, all his stuff is up on Bandcamp, and then you can also get the tape from, uh, from Dub Ditch as well, too. So... Tons of uh, fun home recordings and super catchy pop songs, and then also kind of caustic electronic stuff as well too. So it's a good, a good mixture of uh, of things. I like that kind of moaning, yeah. And there, the way it kind of closed off with that, that wailing thing. Yeah, that was cool. The vocal track yeah. at the end. Yeah. I, I really actually like, and I think we talked about this a bit on the tape episode like last week, but I really kind of like how. Um, I mean, not just with tapes, with stuff on the internet. Anyone, like anyone, can just release whatever the hell they want now, and it's actually like possible to get it out to people. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, you know, that was it was it was a nice little song, but like, I mean, you know, probably twenty years ago, it wouldn't have been as easy to get that out to no. as many people. Well, know, it would have been much more costly, like with band, for sure. Yes, yeah, so I mean, you know, with yeah. Bandcamp yeah. or whatever, you can upload them for free. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, the accessibility factor has definitely improved. Like Bill and I have been playing together in bands for almost coming up on 20 years this summer oh, on and off so and from when we started playing in bands 20 years ago to now i mean the, yeah. the accessibility factor has definitely 
for sure. Gone through the and roof. you're still putting stuff on your tapes. Yeah, still putting stuff out on tapes. We're gonna regress and eventually just put things out on eight track and then yeah. And then, I don't think that's ever seventy eights. Yeah, it's seventy eights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and and also some will do it. Mini discs. We're thinking mini discs. <laughs> yeah. Never, yeah. So yeah, because there's like five people who still have mini disc players. Yeah, I still about, have one somewhere. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Well, there you go. You're the target market. <laughs> yeah. Those things were actually really. They were really good. They were really good. because they could record, yeah. unlike CDs. Yeah, you could just take pull and you're portable. Yeah. So you just record like. Yeah. I remember using them in college, like uh, for oh, yeah. doing interviews for and stuff. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Who mm-hmm. killed them? Much music. Yeah, much music kills everything. The CD much music poisons everything. Yeah. You think so? Like they also cheap to buy blank CDs, CDs, right? right? Yeah, like way but, after CDs. Yeah, but they were way more handy than CDs. But then, like no one, because they came out like a few years before the whole like MP3 thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they would have been really useful. Yeah, there were bands but, that were putting out albums. You, like I remember. Oh yeah, like Adam had a whole folder of yeah. Right. Oh really? Albums. Yeah, yeah, he was like and, some, those and Pearl Jam and Rage Against the Machine. And sometimes he would buy. He must like, have just dubbed it on there, so right? No, 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 no. They bought released... them, like he'd cases for really? them. So. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's funny though. Sometimes he would buy bands that he wasn't really that into, just, just because those were the only bands you could get them for many days. It's weird. It's almost like those HD DVDs that like came out briefly and then they lost to Blu-ray and then oh, yeah, so you yeah. still buy them. Or like the, are you talking about the giant ones? No, that's Laserdisc. Laserdisc. Yeah, I yeah. remember being at like garage sales and being like, "Oh, there's vinyl." Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's Laserdisc. Laser yeah, it still happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea how to play this. But those had like that. That was before time too, because they had like uh, special features and like you know uh, commentaries and stuff on them. It was crazy. What did Laserdisc? Laserdisc yeah. Yeah, but it, to be worth it, it would have to have like a feature where you could film yourself and then put yourself into the scene. <laughs> That would be cool. That would be cool. It comes with the blue. <laughs> you need to start inventing, inventing that. Yeah. But it makes everyone look like Max Headroom, where you're kind of like <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit yeah. twitchy Twitch, and stuttering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we not doing this? Why are we doing a radio show? We should just be making that. <laughs> it's the size of a record. Yeah. And its only feature is that you can put yourself in the movie, but poorly. Yeah. <laughs> That's Wish Place Phase 3. Yeah, yeah. Phase 3 the is reality. the teen drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The teen drama reality show. Yeah, this is gold right here. Mm-hmm. Witch Place OC, and then... Uh... <laughs> Laser Police. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Alright, so, John, you want to go next? Or? Uh, yeah, I can play something next. Sure. Uh, I'm going to play a song by Kid Koala. Uh, I was thinking about the groovy thing, and... I thought, wait, hold up. Oh, uh, yeah. John... I wasn't lying about that, yeah. That was, I'm sure that you weren't lying about that. But before we... Uh, we, I think we talked about this in other shows too. Before we do the recordings of the episodes, we kind of like talk amongst each other digitally uh, about what song choices we're going to do. So people have an idea of what's coming. There's no real surprises, although this is a surprise, John. Yeah, I decided <laughs> but, today. Yeah. But John had said, uh, maybe you can explain what your initial idea was because it's pretty funny. Oh yeah, no, I was going to listen to uh, the Grateful Dead Europe 72 album. And See, I thought you meant like the entire tour. Well, that's like Because yeah. you can download like, you know, so many different uh, bootlegs. Yeah, no, this is this is like a... A compilation from their whole okay. tour, I guess. It's like different clips are from different cities. And you were going to pick the song that was the most groovy. That was the grooviest, yeah. I thought... Based on what criteria? On my own, you know, how much I grooved to it. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't as groovy as... I'd never listened to it before. <laughs> so, Check it on the groovy meter. Yeah. Groovometer. Yeah. I turned on yeah. the groove, groovometer. And it really <laughs> didn't... The groove. It didn't really pass like two and a... Two and a third. It was like... Most, there's like too much country twangy and a lot of slow numbers. What do you expect though? They get like kind of funky and stuff. Ugh, gross. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. They get gross funky. Yeah. No, they just get gross. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never really listened to them. There much. was a song by Gross called "Get Funky with Gross." <laughs> That's cool. You should have played it. You can download it on Wish Please. I could play it. What's the other choice? My other choice was that Winston Groovy song. 
Well, you can decide by the end I of the show. Decide. Keep it as a surprise. I will. It's a good idea. Find them both at the same time. That'd be cool. Mash up. Yeah, mash. Yeah. <laughs> Don't really match up. Just playing. We are songs. mashing them together. I think it's like a real match. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a legitimate definition. Which is what myself and my friends used to do when we were hosting our high school radio station. Oh, yeah, we have one of those two. Those are Maple's awesome. Collegian. We got it kicked off the air as a result of kind of mixing things. Like, yeah, so we would also add my friend's terrible trombone practice tape nice. over top of albums. We play that over top of like Husker Du, and it would just be this trombone. I wish I had thought of doing awesome. that when I had a show. I think I was on like CQW once, and the hosts messed up and accidentally played two songs at, cool. at the same time. And I was like, this song's kind of wicked. Then it kind of like got to, yeah, it was too right? crazy. Yeah, yeah. But then they turned it off and like, oh, it was a mistake. I was like, oh, I just thought that was a song. Yeah. <laughs> Then the two songs they played just, like were boring. That, that kind of happened yeah. every once in a while. Like again, with going back to the tape thing, like I, I had some tapes that, depending on which recorder I dubbed them onto, you'd hear like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So occasionally, they used to drive me crazy. Yeah, man. sometimes it sounded cool, and then you realize, like, wait a minute, this is like these ghost backup vocals are not yeah. even remotely related yeah. to them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had some tape. I forgot what it was. And I was listening to it, and all of a sudden, you hear Weird Al in the background. <laughs> it's nice. just like, like at first you did, I can play this, just like, oh, something's like you know hidden there, whatever, and it's like, oh wait, it's this is. <laughs> Do you ever used to make like mixtapes where you like put so much effort into it where between songs you would take like um, snippets of like um, like uh, skits from other albums and just like piece them together as new albums? I, I never did that. Well, but I, I, did, I didn't listen to a lot of rap though, as much as you did, right? Yeah, so you had a lot so. more skits. I mean, I did listen to a little bit of rap, but not. That's cool. So. I used to like doing that. I, I wish I'd, I'd thought of that. Have, I think we've hijacked John's pick That's here. Okay, it's well, we're gonna play it. Oh yeah, Fuck John's pick. Or we can skip it. I don't know. But I, okay, so I'm not gonna play the great. No, no, so that has nothing to do with it. No, yeah. No. Uh, I'm gonna play Kid Koala. Uh, is this because... from that album you made that has like a cardboard record player? Yeah, this is from. Well, this is from the one after that. I think okay. I don't remember because I lost. I had his one of both of his first two albums, and I don't have them anymore. Because he put one out like fairly recently, though. You came with a record player you could build yourself out of cardboard that actually played. Hmm. Okay, I don't think so. This isn't this isn't all that recent. This is off of some of my best friends or DJs. Just two thousand four, maybe five, something. I saw Kate Koala on the street once. It was really cool. Was he DJing? I saw him twice on the street actually. One time I just walked right by him and I was like, "Is that Kate Koala?" Yeah, it's pretty unmistakable. Yeah, he's a very distinct looking guy for sure. Yeah, and then I saw him on the street in Montreal. I was like, "That is Kate Koala." Did you say anything? No, no. I don't know what I'd say to that guy. I'd be like. I'm aware of your records. <laughs> I am, I'm aware of you. Yeah. I know you make music. I've heard a couple songs maybe once, ten years ago. Yeah, so I picked right. some. I, I, <laughs> you know, wouldn't you feel like an asshole? Like I saw, who's the guy who played, uh, who was in um, that fucking Agent Orange movie? Not Agent Orange. Clockwork Orange. Orange. What was his name? Dell? Yeah, and he was in like Gangster Number 1. Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw him on Broadway. And I like I like I on Broadway in New York or on Broadway Street. Yeah, I saw him in play. Amazing. Saw him in Cats. It's amazing. No, I saw him walking down Broadway like on my way to work. Was he filming some here? I guess. Yeah, yeah. He was like he was actually like filming Full House Four, I think, or something like Full House or not Full House. Left Home Alone. Like I'm off my game today. Yeah, you are. But like yeah, he was doing like Home Alone Four or something. And but yeah, like walked right by him and I recognized him as I was walking up to him. And I was like, considered saying like, "Hey, what's up?" But then like, yeah. I'm not like a, such a huge fan where I felt like he would, I, I could know. say something meaningful to him. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I know your movies, kind of. Yeah, I know who you are. Well, you, you know, know what? The the, the 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 closest thing. I'll let you play a song in a minute. I just want to say one more thing. Walking past celebrities, uh, I actually like. I don't know if I told you guys this before, but back before he was like super famous, um, Justin Bieber, his dad is from Winnipeg. Yeah. So I was at a Moose game, 
and all of a sudden they like announce, oh, Justin Bieber's in attendance. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And all these little girls cheer. I'm like, why are all these little girls in the Moose game? And then like an like, hour later, like Justin Bieber walked right past me down the aisle and I could have pushed him. <laughs> I didn't know who he was though. I'm like, who's this kid? Is this the yeah, kid that was cheering? Yeah. Then you pushing yeah. And then it's like afterwards, I'm like, oh, I could have ended it right there. <laughs> it would have been over. There would have been, you know. Yeah. Well, and then World been War II else. wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, I was at a bar and uh, Mike Myers sat down beside me. Talk to him? No. That I, seems like it would be an opportunity. He was just with his buddy. I didn't want to be like, hey, you're Mike Myers. He's like, I know. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess yeah. Just, just let him yeah. live his life. I saw you in some movies. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that with when Greg Crow was here, right? He was talking about meeting the Scatolites and the same. And you thought you were talking about meeting Chuck D? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's awkward, right? You don't want to. Well, especially like the Chuck D thing's a little different because like he was, it was at a show, but like, yeah, like when you see someone at a bar, it's like, they you just know, they're just, yeah, they just want to be people. Yeah. Except I accosted uh, Bill Paxton once when I ran into him, <laughs> and I was I was slight, slightly perhaps inebriated, but I I went over to him as a super fan. I was like, "Oh, Aliens is one of my favorite movies. They're great. Simple plan. Awesome that." And and so he was very very polite. And uh, it was amazing. It was actually Bill Pullman. It was Bill Paxton. Bill, no, yeah, Bill Paxton. <laughs> it was yeah. That would have been yeah. yeah. But so what? Pax, so Paxton was very very polite and uh, super friendly. But to kind of uh, get rid of me, he, he passed me off on Harry Dean Stanton, who was with him. And he's oh, like, wow. have you met Harry Dean? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was... So that was you hung out with Harry Dean Stanton, or was it just still kind of like... You had the best night of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I, I think he uh, he tried to light up, and this was after the smoking ban. This is a oh, secondhand, yeah, yeah. whatever story, I guess. But uh, so apparently he tried to, to light up, and someone told him to put it out. Yeah. And his response with a cigarette kind of dangling from the tip of his lip was, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Awesome. Harry Dean. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Groovy. Nice. Groovy. <laughs> Groovy. That is groovy, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, uh, the song I'm going to play is Skanky Panky, just because it's a kind of funky little track. But the reason I'm playing uh, Kid Koala is because he'll... Uh... Just because it's kind of a funky little track. <laughs> no, because when he's, when he's playing, when he performs, he'll play like um, a record with a... <laughs> I didn't I miss something. Okay. He'll play uh, a record with like a single note, and he'll adjust the uh, the speed of the yeah. record to change the pitch yeah. and make a solo out of it. So he'll That's do that cool. with like trumpet or violin or all sorts of things. And so he's doing that on this on this track. He's kind of adjusting the, the pitch of something to play it like a solo instrument. Cool. So what does it sound like? Oh, we'll listen to it. No, I don't. <laughs> Different. It's like the same I mean, thing. What does the but... song sound like? I mean, what kind of instrument is he, is he trying to? Is he? Uh, this one, I forget. I think there's a horn at one point. Okay. Yeah. You'll know this song too. I don't know if it had a video. I can't remember. I don't know if I have enough. I mean, I, I know. Well, he had like there was a video for this one called I think the the drunk trumpet or something. It was kind of a little animated thing. Oh, that sounds and familiar. He's an animator. Like he he would have done that video. And this song is very familiar sounding. I think it probably had a video. Cool. I don't, I don't okay. remember it. Well, let's check it out. It's uh, what is it? Uh, Skanky panky. Funky little ditty or something. Funky, funky little ditty. <laughs> yeah. By right, a little man named Kitty Koala. Little. <laughs> saw the guy's height. Go, 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 go. 
Two nights before he Ever? got, yeah, he gotten punched in the face in Calgary. Oh wow! <laughs> because he just like goes but, at yeah. people in the crowd. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they sure. get so. I've mad. actually seen him live. I imagine. Oh man, it's amazing. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Probably the first time of the album, but I haven't yeah. seen him any of the recent. Other yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to check that out. I imagine it would be a good show. Yeah, because like, he's he's good. Yeah. So yeah, that was Kikola. That was Kikola <laughs> with a uh, skanky panky. Yeah, and was, so yeah, there's a part where the horn especially is doing like a. Yeah, we made it turn into a little like almost like a little Scott thing, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he's a fun, uh, fun guy. Like I saw him a long time ago. Rob's seen him a little more recently. He wears it. He last time I saw him, he's wearing like a bear costume. Yeah, I think really? I remember reading interview with him. And then, he, and then he even says at one point, like, he stops the music and says to the mic, like, "Aren't I just adorable?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Does he do a lot of like? I mean, he doesn't do much into the mic though, right? It's just like no, no, no. The mic's just there to like. He he's, he kind of talked a couple times between songs just to say hi. Like he's very kind of personable and like. And the crowd there is not like uh, for would isn't really the same as like a typical DJ crowd. Like they right. weren't really dancing and stuff as much. Yeah. as they were just kind of. Well, I think he probably doesn't get. I mean, he gets more like the indie rock kind of people, right? Yeah, like the kind of uh, people who read Pitchfork. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, so I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one I went to was uh, it was like the short attention span theater tour, and there were bingo cards handed out like when you went in that he had like drawn up, and so we stopped the show halfway and played a round of bingo. With nice. prizes, which is pretty sweet. And that, on that one, he had like two other DJs, and they're jumping around between eight turntables for the for eight. the whole set. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it was pretty. It was pretty cool. And definitely, like there were some people. It was funny because there were people, some of whom I actually knew, trying to dance at the front. But it was like a it was billed as like a cabaret 
tour. Mm. And it was not very danceable because it's so herky-jerky and like things just start and stop. Yeah. They're, they were trying really hard to dance to it. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty ridiculous. And bingo. And bingo. And bingo. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. Yeah, he seems like he'd have fun shows for sure. Just, I mean, uh, based on the very little way I've read interviews with him and stuff, he's always an exclaim and everything, right? So... Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, as I mentioned, like he's an illustrator. I think he has a. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I just from seeing his album covers, I can recognize his. His he's a pretty distinct. Yeah, and he's got uh, not a comic. What what are the graphic novel? Yeah, I think he's got a graphic novel out. about himself or what? I don't know. I've never seen it. Huh. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Seems like he's cuddly. Have you met him? I have met him. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than the two times that I saw him on the street. <laughs> but then, I'm assuming you saw him on the street before you met him, right? No, actually, I saw him because that would have been weird. Like if you're, like, I met him like, well, because I met him in Winnipeg. Then I saw him like a month later in Montreal, and oh, okay. I and I considered saying hi, but then it was like whatever. He was he was like actually as I saw him, he was like meeting up with friends. Or like oh, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. moment, yeah. like hey, <laughs> he was walking. Like, hey guys, yeah. <laughs> remember me? Yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, even people like from other bands, if you play shows with them and stuff, even if they're smaller scale, it's just like it feels weird to see them outside of the context. Yeah, you don't wanna. You don't want to think of them as people. No, you want to think of them as objects. Yeah. <laughs> For your entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should I play a song? Or you got well, something? unless John has something else to say. No, about I said what. That's it? He's just a little guy who plays some funky, funky guys? <laughs> funky little yeah, ditties. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some zip. <laughs> it's got some zip. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I think it would be a shame if we played this episode and didn't have any P-Funk. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to play uh, P-Funk, One Nation Under a Groove. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty self-explanatory. I uh, I had this DVD of, of Parliament Funkadelic playing live. And, you know, like, you've probably heard stories about their live Spaceship show. Spaceship and diapers and all that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, ten, it's like ten people on stage. Because they were originally two different bands. They were originally yeah, the, yeah. the Parliaments and, and Funkadelic. And Funkadelic, and yeah. Like, George Clinton is obviously some sort of genius that, like... From outer space, for yeah, sure. Who, yeah, who, like, was the head of both bands and then, like, put them together. And, uh... So, yeah, like, apparently... I was reading this article about the spaceship, specifically, and, and about... This this journalist was trying to figure out where the spaceship went. And... <laughs> what do you mean, where? Like, where it went during the show, or where it No, went? no, where, like, like, where it has, is. Where it like, is where's right the now. painting of the Queen from the Olympic Arena. Right, exactly. So, like, he went on this... He went on this mission to find it, and, um... And, like, so, the way the spaceship came about was they put out the album, The Mothership Connection, was which was the first Parliament Funkadelic album. And the first with a joint? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from what I know, anyways. And, um, so then, like, George Clinton saw Tommy, and he wanted to make, like, an opera, like, oh, Tommy. Cool. So, he, he met up with the guy, the David Bowie's, like, like, lighting guy or something. Okay. And they constructed the spaceship. Or did a lot of cocaine? Oh, they did so much cocaine. It's, not, it's unbelievable how much cocaine George Clinton does. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so they the first time they, the spaceship came out, like, I guess they brought it out right at the beginning, and then, like, it was, like, such a downer after that, because, like, how do you How do you top, top it? it? Yeah. How do you top yeah. it? So, in the DVD I have, in, like, their later shows, the, the spaceship would come down, like, halfway through the show. In the DVD I have, it's like, they're all playing, there's no... George Clinton, you're kind of wondering, where's George Clinton? And then halfway spaceship? through the show, he comes down oh, with the spaceship. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> and the spaceship looks amazing. 
Uh, but anyway, so this like journalist was trying to find where the spaceship is now, and apparently the manager just like put it in the scrapyard. Oh, that sucks. But there's no record of it going in the scrapyard, mm-hmm. and like no one's seen it in the scrapyard. Oh, so it's, it's not there anymore. Yeah. So there's like kind of this mythology. That's and cool. The, and the deeper the journalist dug, the more people are like, "Don't look for it, man. You won't find it." It's like the Rob Ford video. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I cannot comment on something that uh, right, 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 right. doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually they remade one in the '90s, and they played with they played with the remade one at, at like Woodstock in '99, and, oh, yeah. and that the remade one is in the Smithsonian now. That's not as cool as the original. No, because no one knows where the original is because went, we went back to space. It went up to space. Right. Dr. Funkenstein. It's probably it's probably in George Clinton's basement or something, you know. It's probably in. It's probably is probably in the scrapyard. It's probably George Clinton's living room. Or someone snorted I, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. sold the scrap metal for, for cocaine. cocaine. Yeah, yeah. I was reading. I was reading this. Um, <laughs> or for purple hair extensions. I was reading this thing about digital underground. Yeah. And um, they were talking. Fake noses. That's what they sold it for. Yeah, yeah. fake noses. They were talking about the album where they did uh, yeah. Sons of P. Okay. And it was like Sons of Parliament. So they wanted to get George Clinton on the album. And they're talking about uh, like being in the studio and doing all these drugs. And George Clinton was always the guy who would be like three or four in the morning. They'd be like, oh, I guess we're out of drugs. Let's go home. And then George Clinton would like reach in his sock and pull out more cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it for sure, yeah. The backup Coke. Yeah. Yes. He always had a backup Coke. He was the connection. Yeah. Mothership. The mothership connection. Oh, and one of the last shows with with the spaceship, he like... George Clinton comes out of the spaceship with a gold cape on, like nothing else. And then he like takes <laughs> off the cape and he's just walking around the stage naked. And apparently the other guys in the band are like, holy shit, like our career's over. Like, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, get just, shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess no one like official saw it. There's a really interesting quote here. Before we played the song, I just looked up the, the Mothership Connection and the, and the Afrofuturism mm-hmm. aspect of it, which yeah. is like uh, really interesting because Sun Ra, who I listen to a lot, is really into Afrofuturism. Well, they're really influenced And they're really influenced by Sun Ra, yeah. But apparently George Clinton said about the spaceship and stuff, he said, we, we put black people in situations nobody ever thought they'd be in, like in the White House. I figured another place you wouldn't think black people would be was in outer space. Yeah. I thought, uh, I was a big fan of Star Trek, so we did a thing with a pimp sitting in a spaceship ship like a Cadillac. And did all these uh, James Brown type grooves with street talk and ghetto slang. So yeah, well, sense. I guess it was like a because like in the seventies, like there was that like I was actually listening to another record from the seventies, the um, first Jill Scott Heron yeah, um, yeah. thing, and just like not to it, be confused with Jill Scott. Yeah, <laughs> but if, <laughs> if you just consider those like two record, like those yeah. two bands or those two musicians being out at the same time, like that was that was like a, a really crazy time. And Sun Ra, yeah, Sun Ra was putting a lot of records on too. Was Sun Ra in like England though, wasn't he? No. Oh, I thought he, he was, was in the States. I thought he was living in England. Oh, he was living all over the place. He yeah. was in Europe for a while. But he was in America. 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 Okay, let's just play this song. One Nation Under a Groove by cool. Parliament Funkadelic. So
It was funky and groovy. It was a funky little ditty. Funky. Yeah, funky little ditty. Groovy little ditty. Groovy little ditty. Diddy little groovy. I like diddy little groovy. Groovy little ditty. I like I like P Funk. Yeah, they're awesome. I like this. That was good. I like how like some of the songs can just go on for twenty minutes and you haven't even you don't even notice that it's like I find with some stuff that is really jammy like that I get annoyed after a while but that kind of stuff you can you can just let it run. I like how many puns there are where where he like replaces uh, words with the word funk. Yeah. Like well, let's get funked up. Yeah. That's great. It's great stuff. It is. Um, I was listening to Richard Quinton, but I completely forgot what it was now. We were talking about uh, Wellingtons. <laughs> what are you listening to? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. That's, that's what happens on the show. The show's all about derailing, though. Yeah, which um, was too sad. Or it was, it was the show is a train wreck. It's, it's a train wreck. It's, yeah. it's yeah. all about being hijacked. Um, yeah. But there were pictures of Wellingtons. Well, the entranceway to Wellingtons that surfaced because the whole brouhaha over the St. Charles and the right. potential of being seized. Right. Um, so there, the city put up some pictures of, of the interior of the St. Charles. And then there's also a shot, which is the the walkway to Wellingtons and it's just decrepit it looks like you're crawling into like a bomb shelter or something which is too bad and the light's kind of hanging from the ceiling and so the odds on someone actually getting in fixing it up and all that is pretty pretty slim it seems pretty sketchy which is That's unfortunate because it was a good space like uh, yeah Wellingtons was uh, was a good venue lots of uh, lots of great shows there and I mean it was kind of a pain to load in there because you had to go down the stairs and kind of around and not the easiest spot to load into Played a show there once too with kitten opening for kittens, oh, and it was different management. And the the owners kittens were sound checking. The owners at the time freaked and like ran out of the bar, covering their ears, like just because it's so heavy. Or oh yeah, they just couldn't handle the volume. And then they refused to mic us and kittens, and there were, nothing was mic'd. The only so no mics for the drums or the amps, just vocals. So just heaviness and yeah, screaming. yeah. Uh, yeah, and then when it was the crypt too, as I was mentioning uh, behind the scenes here, there was a coffin on the side of the stage, and then uh, a cage around the stage as well too. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was. Very I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but I would have liked to play some. You know, that would have been good for the mofo, like something like that. You know, mm-hmm. it would have been ridiculous. Lots of potential. Yeah, lots of potential for for antics. Yeah. You could have put the robots in the coffin. It's like the spaceship. Yeah. The coffin is like the coffin the is like a spaceship. Yeah. Where's it now? <laughs> Where's it now? Where's the coffin now? That's, that's a story right there. Get on yeah. it. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Who has the, the coffin from? Oh, yeah, the crypt. Yeah, the crypt coffin. Crypt coffin. Who has the Who has the painting of the Queen from the big arena? Is this a thing, or is this just you run? No, it's a question. I know, I know, but is it like a mystery, or just? Yeah, well, it's well, a mystery in so far no, no, as we no. don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't. I don't know. Do you know? I, I've never wondered. I remember reading an article like maybe six, seven years ago about someone having it in a warehouse. Right, it was just store being stored in a warehouse, and no one was buying it because it's gigantic. It's got to be huge. Yeah, it's huge. And then I heard that it had been purchased. I don't know. If this, I remember hearing a rumor or reading some kind of like you know small little item that it had been purchased by some kind of Canadian singer-songwriter who lives in England? So my guess is that Brian Adams owns the Queen portrait. I wouldn't... I, would, I thought, like, the the Buckingham Palace bought it because they were so embarrassed that no one else was buying it. It's a pretty cool... Pay. I mean, it's so huge. Like, it's... I don't know what you'd do with it if you were... You need person. a palace. To you need some kind of large in. facility to, to house it, right? I mean... Or it gets filed away kind of like the last scene in Raiders of the Lost It's, it's yeah. exactly like the Ark of the Covenant, yeah. yeah. That's in there. It's in that warehouse. Because it can melt and so faces. Is the it can melt faces. <laughs> yeah. 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 It can make the home team lose a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad luck. <laughs> Smoked by Edmonton every, every time. Every playoffs, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to say about oh, Parliament. Um, yeah, no, I, we just... I think we needed to play it. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't played anything by them on... Uh, it was a good fit. I don't know if we, have we played anything that's been sampled by them, or samples of that, because I mean, they're, they've been sampled by six billion different people.
people, right? I mean, yeah, like, I think early on in hip-hop, it was, like, them and James Brown well, were for sure, the yeah, most yeah, sampled yeah. artists. Yeah. And it's both kind of similar in the sense that they can have songs that just get drawn out, and it's just, like, long, you know, periods of funk. Yeah. Which is good. It's cool. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that concert DVD I have, I think it's from a show in, like, 76 or something. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I highly recommend it. It's so great. Like, the guitarist, like you were saying, is in a diaper and angel wings. Yeah, and yeah. Like Bootsy Collins is just, like, Bootsy Collins. I can't... Bootsy Collins and George Clinton, it seems like... I mean, I don't know about the other guys in that band, like, what they're doing now, but those guys are still that. Like... Yeah. It's kind of impressive, actually. Well, they were they were kind of the... the Like, Bootsy Collins was, like, a main songwriter. Not just for the group, but even for, like, the satellite groups. And, yeah, yeah, because they had all kinds of offshoot groups, right? Yeah. And Bootsy... We were talking about D-Light. Bootsy Collins plays bass on that song. Yeah. That's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. That totally seems like something you would do. But he's still that character. Yeah. And George... George, George I saw George, a recent picture George of him, Clinton. actually, where he just looks exactly the same. Those star sunglasses and the top hats? Yeah, and, and just, like, different colored hats. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's a character... Like, I mean, I wonder if at this point it's a character. Probably just, no, you, you probably become it. He's done so many drugs that... It's like yeah. Snoop Dogg. He's just Snoop Dogg. I don't think no, Snoop Dogg's a character. Right now. He's Snoop Lion now. It's not even Snoop Dogg anymore. Okay, so we can change a little bit. I don't think Snoop Dogg's yeah. a character either, though. I don't, I don't think he's... It's, it's not like a... He's, he's got a... Shoot. But he's yeah. got, like, a persona to... A, Uphold at all times. His persona is being high, which he yeah. is. Which he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he has like a you know. I mean, I know what you mean though. He's like. A, I don't think it's like a persona. I think it's just how he is. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like you wouldn't. I can't imagine him like raising his voice and yelling or something. Just well, he like, killed a dude. Yeah, we gotta quit it. Yeah, but you would do it like super chill, like. I love Nardwar's inter- or one of Nardwar's interviews with him where he, I think he busts out like a, a Red Fox record or something. And uh, and Snoop just takes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> give it back. Yeah. You know, and and Nardwar's like, "You're stealing my record," and he's yeah. like, "I'm not stealing it. I'm taking it." <laughs> yeah. Hey, he really is that smooth. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'll play something then. Um, I was kind of trying to decide what to do. I was thinking uh, one thing I wanted to play maybe, but it's too short. Uh, it's not really a song. It was the theme song from the cartoon, The Groovy Ghoulies. I don't even know what that is. It was this cartoon, you know what I'm talking about? You're not yeah. Like, yeah, it's this yeah. cartoon. I actually, I might, I'm not going to do it. You could play it at the beginning of the show, or are you going to play no, a microdot? I'm going to play a microdot song at the beginning of the show, because, you know, like, yeah. like to promote what our guests are doing. So, um, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to talk about it just because I was an idea I had. Um, I had this tape, um, you know, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the, go- the groovy release thing. Um, I had this tape, maybe 1996, uh, called Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, yeah you guys probably heard it a lot too, right? Yeah. And a lot of bands from there, it's just bands of that era covering cartoon theme songs. And a lot of the cartoons I hadn't even seen, but it was like more like 70s kind of cartoons, early 80s and stuff. So yeah, like, like what was, like, Buttle like, Surfers? Buttle Surfers did, uh, oh, I can't remember. That d- dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super dog? Underdog. Underdog, underdog. Yeah. And Helmet did Gigantor. Which was amazing. Which is amazing, yeah. yeah. And it was like, uh, I got it because the Ramones. I bought it because the Ramones and Spider-Man on the tape. Yeah. And that was, you know, that song was kind of like good. a video. And a video like was a single for Yeah, the yeah. Album. So, so, I, so I, I bought the tape and there was tons of stuff I hadn't heard of before. And um, one of the bands actually discovered at that time well but I didn't discover it but I've heard it the first time on the tape was uh, Sublime then you signed them to your label like, I'd never heard Sublime before and this is before they got super famous so they did the Hong Kong Fooey song oh yeah, yeah so that was uh, it's pretty cool and so anyway this is where I heard the, the groovy the ghoulies get together um, song which who is from who put the, this album together like MTV did no I don't think it was MTV it was uh, I mean I guess I can look it up was over. it like the first thing that Adult Swim ever did or something I don't know. It just almost sounds like it could be something like that, right? I mean, I, I'm kind of frantically looking it up because this wasn't my initial choice of the song to play, but it, it definitely works. And I'm pretty sure the cover of this song, I always liked it, and I'd never seen the show, but it's like a Frankenstein, a Dracula, a vampire, and a werewolf, I think. 
I, did you have you seen it? Have you actually seen the program? Ages or? ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's like you know horror, but not horror because it's for kids. But it's like you know typical horror movie characters, and they're they're groovy. Yeah, and there's a band called the Groovy Ghoulies, which yeah. took their name. They even spelled the same way, groovy with an IE at the end. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna listen to the Ghoulies get together. I'm uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's by the Toadies. Oh, Do you Jesus. remember the Toadies? Yeah. I actually looked them up fairly recently because I remembered a couple of their songs, and I, I, it's still pretty good. I mean, it's not like I'm not gonna go back to it the way I listen to Rusty all the time, but it's like these guys were alright. You know, they were, did you listen to Toadies back then? No, I listened to like three or four songs by them that I had on different compilations, so I never actually owned their albums. But they're just one of those bands that I and like knew the name of, but never really listened. Yeah. to. maybe there was a video or much music I would have seen. Yeah, you know what annoys me is there's a there's a band in the city called Pushing Daisies. Really. And there's a there's a band called Pushing Daisies. So you're thinking Tripping Daisy? Are you? Oh, there was a shit! I am thinking Tripping Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got a girl. I'm, I'm the asshole now. <laughs> yeah. I had the Tripping Daisy tape. One of them. I, I'm an electric firecracker or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember that song about his girlfriend. Or I got a girl. Was yeah, I got a girl. Yeah. That guy is now in uh, that cult band. Um, Grateful Dead. <laughs> no, they, they, uh, Polyphonic Spree. Oh, I don't know them. He's the uh, the guy from that. But yeah, so anyway, Saturday Morning Cartoon's Greatest Hits, 95 it came out, I'm just looking here. And uh, it was awesome because uh, it introduced me to a lot of cartoon themes that I didn't know. Gigantor was probably my favorite one. I'm not going to play it because it's not really anything groovy, but um, I mean, I already listened to Helmet at that point, I think. And it had, uh, who else was on here? Uh, it's got the Scooby-Doo theme song by Matthew Sweet. Ugh. Uh, Collective Soul did the Bugaloos, but all surfers, Underdog, Helmet, Gigantor. Uh, Reverend Heart and Heat did Johnny Quest. So it's all, you know, pretty good. Face to Face did Popeye, which is another thing that I... Uh, and the Toadies did the Ghoulie get-together from the Groovy, groovy Ghoulies, or at least the Toadies. Um, just, just as a side note, I, I looked up on Wikipedia that album Rusty, uh, that Rusty's album that you played earlier is from 95 too, so 95. both your picks are from 95. It's interesting. It is. I kind of feel like I have a lot of stuff from the... I kind of feel like you're stuck in 95 a little bit. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Frozen yeah. in time. Yeah. So let's continue being frozen in 95, listen to the Toadies Groovy, 
called like R. Kelly? Yeah, it's like he's coming back. Like, I think it's people are like. Do you think it's cool, like R. Kelly, genuinely? Or do you think it's cool to, like, people I, like, oh, R. Kelly, because he's like a cartoon character now because of the trap yeah. closet thing? And yeah. Of, like, and the so peeing on I think people, and, like, first kind of started getting, like, people who wouldn't usually be into that kind of music yeah. started getting into it kind of ironically. But right. now it's becoming, like. Because he's so over the top, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I still think that Ignition Remix is, like, it's. Genuinely awesome. I love it. Like uh, I had one of those albums to review once, one of his more recent albums, and it was terrible. I mean, it was funny, like how ridiculous it was, but yeah. it wasn't any more good. It's the like, same kind of quality, like as ignition. But I remember reading the article about when he was on tour with Jay Z and like what Didn't he screw up the whole thing or something. Or yeah, what? like Jay Z ended up calling it like halfway through. He's like, I'm never working with this guy again. Yeah, it was like he's a train wreck of a yeah. human. Yeah, train wreck twice on this show now. Probably said it more than that. Who else do we have a train wreck? Oh, this show is a train wreck. Show we have a train wreck. <laughs> show's a train wreck. It's been derailed every two minutes. Just yeah. like right now, we're talking about R. Kelly. But that was from <laughs> Saturday Morning Cartoons' Greatest Hits, which does not feature R. Kelly. Um, it came on 95 on MCA, so it was like a you know a major label thing. Apparently, oh, it was actually like charted, which why? is crazy. I wonder what, why. I don't know. This, just some guy decided to do it. A know. way to sell money, to, or make money off stoners. Probably, yeah. Remember, it ca- remember it came out because every song had a video. Yeah, and that, it, Drew Barrymore hosted the video. Yeah. And she would like introduce the tracks and they'd have a music video for each one, you know? Yeah, and she was like eating cereal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like this weird like kind of like, hey, remember when you were a like, kid? Like this Gen yeah. X kind of like thing. It kind of reminds me, of, it's probably the same area of a era when like um, PB's Playhouse was totally. becoming really big. And, totally. And all these sto- like people would stay up all night and watch PB's Playhouse before going yeah. to bed. I feel like a lot of people um, when they're a certain age like in their 20s or whatever have like the nostalgia for watching old cartoons they watch when they're kids that they really want to see. Like I mean I own first season of Fire Rock on DVD. Yeah. But that's that's good stuff. Like that was like very bold up. Like yeah. BP Nickel wrote a lot of those episodes. Really? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. That's like that was like his day job for a long time. Huh. Also a great theme. Yeah, product. great theme, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I feel like something like this would work, because these are 60s and 70s shows mostly, right? They're not really any 80s shows. Like, all this stuff was things that I, I kind of knew about. But, I mean, if you did that with, like, yeah, you could, I mean, someone did, like, Astro Boy and, like, uh, the Fraggles and, like, the Raccoons. <laughs> I don't even know what the theme song was like, but that would, you know, it's probably good. Someone could do it. Definitely. What else? Yeah. Rock or Robin Hood? I mean, I know it was older, but it was only when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's enough, there's enough cartoons. Ninja Turtles. Ninja, for sure. Pro Stars. Pro Stars. That was an amazing show. Oh, the MC Hammer. Yeah, the, he had magical shoes. Hammerman. Hammerman. Yeah. It was always on before or after Pro Stars, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, remember when Kid and Play had a cartoon? Yeah, yeah. Vaguely. I did see it, though, for sure. <laughs> there was the Ghostbusters cartoon as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's I, remember, that's I remember there was, like, the original Ghostbusters, which was super good, but then YTV had that weird, like, knockoff Ghostbusters. Oh, the old thing? No, that was, uh, that was something different that came out. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, a... unrelated, but they had to change the name to, like, the real Ghostbusters or something. One of them did. Yeah. To, like, yeah, to make up for it, yeah. I think I've already mentioned the Lorenzo music thing with Bill Murray. Uh, what? With Ghostbusters cartoon? No. Okay, I, I feel like I have, but I just probably just talk about this everyone all the time because I like it. It's a weird coincidence. Um, on the Ghostbusters cartoon, like based on the movie, right? The uh, the, the Peter Venkman character is not voiced by Bill Murray because Bill Murray probably just like didn't want to do it. You know, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. So uh, this guy Lorenzo Music did the voice of the Bill Murray character on Ghostbusters. Is that his production name? No, it's his real name. Okay. I think. I mean, he actually probably isn't music, right? But anyway, he, so he, <laughs> his production name. So he did the voice of the Bill Murray character and then he also was famous for doing the voice of Garfield and Garfield and Friends. And then, like many, many years later, when the live action Garfield movie came out, Bill Murray, 
was the voice of oh, Garfield. You, you have mentioned this. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Weird. Worlds colliding. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lorenzo's music was dead at that point, so I guess they couldn't get him. But. It's all these archetype characters in our culture. Peter Venkman's an archetype character. <laughs> Garfield, of course he is. How? Well, he will be. Just give it time. <laughs> give it time, Peter Venkman. <laughs> Why him specifically, though? I don't know, whatever. Well, well, it's just because Garfield is too, and. Uh, I guess so. History will tell. Yeah. Garfield's never going to end. It's going to become one of those legacy comics where they have, like, uh, I mean, right now Jim Davis doesn't write it anymore. He just signs it. And he doesn't even sign it. They just paste his signature image. I think in a it. lot of those cartoons, eh? It's like... Well, the legacy ones are, like, there's, like, a ton of them because Blondie's been around for 90 years, right? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously the same guys in drawing. Archie. I, mean, I always have 17 different always, artists, like... Because Blond- Blondie is the, the wife. Yeah. But the main but character... But is the main character, yeah. But I always thought Blondie was really hot. <laughs> 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 that's all that's all you can say because <laughs> I was actually because I always like take um, the crossword pu- puzzles out of newspapers so yeah. I can secretly do them at work at my desk yeah. and so I'm always like I always like, they're so always, much like you're hitting yourself this episode <laughs> of the other one too like, they're always right next to the to the, the comics, like, comics so yeah. I always like oh sure I'll read the comics and then I was like looking at this Blondie comic and I was like kind of reminiscing about when I was like developing my hormones <laughs> hormonally <laughs> I was like, holy Blondie's hot. <laughs> but Blondie is obviously not written by the same guy or drawn by the same guy anymore. And I can see Garfield becoming that because Garfield is actually drawn by Paws Incorporated. It's not even like a person. Like, it's just like they have a... Uh, they probably even use like... I bet they have a computerized image of him and they just adjust it or something. Yeah, yeah. He barely moves, right? He's just like usually sleeping or sitting or like, you know... It's drawn by an algorithm. Yeah, totally, totally. And the jokes don't matter. He doesn't even have expressions. No. Just, so it's probably, I'm sure it's just like, a, you know, and Jim Davis' signature, they just pasted Jim Davis, who's dead for all we know, you know? But like, uh, the family circus, right? Bill Keen's dead. His name is still signed on the bottom, Bill and Jeff Keen. Bill's not writing anymore, he's dead. But he's still, I mean, that's a horrible comic. Family circus? Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. And like, Vito Bailey, like, I don't think it's the same guy doing anything. Most anymore. comics are horrible. Like, I'm disappointed like, that there aren't the good comics, yeah. The, the, the problem is, the problem is they the comics... They wouldn't be in the comics, I guess. No, like, they, they, they were good comics in the paper. Like, Kellen Hobbs was in the paper. Oh, yeah. That was a great comic. Yeah, not not ever. Like, there's actually this one in, in the paper right now that I don't... I think it's funny sometimes. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, about a cat and a dog and their owner, and it's... It has funny moments. It's called Garfield? <laughs> yes. That's it. <laughs> have we talked about Garfield Minus... Or, or, yeah, Garfield I think we have Garfield. It's so good, though. Yeah. And, like, I did, to his credit, Jim Davis actually, like, endorsed Garfield yeah. Minus Garfield yeah. and put up the book in the official Garfield series. And then, like, Family Circus, the Nietzschean Family Circus uh, yeah. is good, too. I haven't seen that. Where he just, like, replaces the quote, the captions with Nietzsche Oh, quotes. man, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I gotta check it out. It's yeah. awesome. I like how, like comics are being remixed basically like, yeah. I mean, everything now everything can just get yeah. deconstructed and it's yeah, awesome for sure totally awesome so yeah anyway Groovy Ghoulies I've never seen the show I've seen the like clips of it in the music video for this mm-hmm. which shows apparently a werewolf and a vampire and a Frankenstein type of character it's a random aside this kind of uh, just reminded me of uh, I don't know if you guys remember this but YTV on the subject of kids program and things like that bought up or just got the license or whatever for the Super Mary Nation stuff, the Thunderbirds and Captain yeah, yeah, Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did this big promo campaign. And I remember being in high school and there being ads on the transit buses with a like for a, Thunderbirds. Yeah, for a family shot of the Thunderbirds, like just kind of posed the puppets posed with the caption "Spot the puppet." Like it was kind of like it was difficult to do. Like spot <laughs> it's horrible. Spot campaign. the puppet. No, it was it was an ad campaign for Thunderbirds, wow. which also had a great theme too. I think and Captain Scarlet did have. Like a crazy robot kind of yeah. voice theme, which said two words, I think. 
but uh, someone yeah. needs to do another Saturday morning cartoons like greatest hits would be good yeah. greatest volume two I think charted I think they make some money off it again I don't buy CDs anymore I guess yeah or watches cartoons, cartoons. yeah people watch cartoons they watch like adult cartoons and no one watches like kids cartoons anymore yeah there's no more Saturday morning cartoons for one thing no kids it's kids CBC and I know there's only because CBC is one of the two channels I get on the TV no but no there's like Treehouse but like there's cartoon, there's channel. cartoon channels. Yeah, no, 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 but Saturday morning, I might watch some stuff with my daughter, CBC Kids. Like Dora? Oh, no. No, unfortunately, Dora's on Netflix. I hate that show. It's just brutal. It's... Well, I, well in the winter, um, like, my kid was watching a lot of Dora for a while, because she gets on these binge, you know, like every so kid she, does, where you see a show, and right. now you can call it up on Netflix, she doesn't use the, the Wii, which is on the Netflix one, so she's watching this big Dora binge, and then uh, she gets stuck in the snow when we're outside, and she, uh, you know, normally a kid would yell, help me, I'm stuck in the snow, and she starts going, ayúdame! Because, <laughs> 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 like, she's been watching all the Spanish shit, but Dora's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, kids cartoons are horrible now, this is probably some good ones, uh, there are some good ones, but whatever. They're all aimed at, like, all the good ones even are aimed at adults now. It's like, hey, look at this little winking reference for, like, your parents to get, haha, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is it's cool, I guess, because, you know, it's nice to watch, but, I don't know, I feel like it's not as pure as stuff. But who knows, maybe that stuff we used to watch had, like, the same thing. I don't think it did, though. I don't no. feel like it did. It feels like we weren't watching car- those cartoons with our parents. Like, we yeah. were waking up before they got To up. watch the cartoons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but now it's like everything's marketed as, like, uh, it's, uh, like, ironic. It's like that stupid My Little Pony show, right? Bronies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what the hell? That, that would never have happened with a cartoon in the 80s. I don't think. It's like this whole, like, semi-ironic, but also kind of they actually like it or something thing. I don't know. It's weird. Police. I, I don't get it. Like, I'm gonna do it. I, I, like, I, I've always, like, seen articles about bronies. And I've I, watched the show. Because I have show the, bronies? Uh, no, the, the My Little Pony show. Because I have their daughter, right? That's what's named that little girl. The original? No, this the one that the bronies are on to. Like, there's, like, a new one? Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's done by, like, uh... It's very, very winky, like... Uh, like, haha, this is a reference to something that the kid's not gonna get. Check it out. Haha, you know? And it's, uh... It's very, like, kind of almost internet winky, like... You know, if you spend a lot of time on the internet, you're gonna get you're this gonna joke. Get it, but yeah. the kid's gonna laugh because something silly happened. And it's not... It's not good, though. Like, uh, I don't understand the appeal. Like, if it was actually really funny, then it's okay, maybe it's, you know, worth watching. But it's just, it's just not funny. Bongs probably help. <laughs> I don't. I feel like the people who are into it probably don't smoke weed, though. They're just like uber nerds. Yeah, they're not even nerds. They're just horrible people. Like you know, that's just horrible fucking people who yeah. should be killed. I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> you go that far, but yeah. then who would watch the show? Kids, the, the actual actual audience. I don't know. We're way off the yeah. track here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what we're gonna do is, um, I guess. Uh, what? Oh, we're not talking about ponies anymore. There's a box of them over there. If you want to play with someone, like. Uh, <laughs> John's probably a closet brony. John, yeah, John, he's got posters up in his closet and just like, hides in there. Yeah. What, you got ducks on your shirt? Is that... You got ducks on your shirt there? Yeah. They're not ponies, but I still do. That's good enough, animals, yeah. The Fun ducks animals. of the sea. Yeah. Or the ponies, ponies of the sea. Ponies yeah. of the sea, yeah. Ducks are ponies. Ducks are not the sea, do they? Anyway, sea um, ducks. we're going to close well, Dolphins off. are the pony of the sea, though, because you can ride them. Yeah, and they're kind of that cutesy little girl thing, too. You always see them in pictures of rainbows and hearts and yeah. all that, you know? Yeah. There's probably, like, a dolphin subculture. It's yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Now we're appealing to people who, like, bonds. Yeah, maybe people will actually be into this now. People actually yeah. listen to the show because they're like, we should, like, tag it with, like, a keyword. Which police part four? Yeah. Ponies My, and dolphins. My little dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So many marketing potential. I know, and none of them are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to listen. But if you do want to listen, what we're going to do is Rob's going to close out. The Rob, the guest Rob, not the regular Rob, is going to close off uh, Rob regular. two. He's <laughs> uh, going to close off the show with a song. But what we're going to do before then is the little little um, who's and what's and why's everything. Uh, so if you want to hear the show in previous incarnations, list of different episodes, we have different guests each week. Most of, most of whom are from local bands or are involved in local arts in some way. But some of them are just people we know. Uh, you can go to www.witchpolice.com uh, and there's a podcast button. You can hit that, find all the back issues, if you want to call it that, of the show. Uh, there's also a button where you can, on the podcast page, where you can subscribe. That's pretty new. You can subscribe to the show. And that, so you can get it popping up right on your iTunes or on uh, whatever else. Um, and what else? We have uh, Twitter, at witchpolice.fm, which I basically just used to yell at people about hockey. <laughs> but you know, if you want to talk to us about the show, that would be cool too. Yeah, you have weird conversations. Is that what's going on in there? Well, I mean, I'm like on it. I'm like, I don't what's know what going on in the game? I don't know. Turn on. Do you have TV? Down I have CBC. It's on CBC. Turn on TV right now. Anyway, yeah. So you can you can do that. You can follow. We actually have a new thing, which is not going to be new at the time you hear this, but it's a Facebook actual page. We have a Facebook group, but that seems to be like the way the past or whatever. So I made something you can actually like, and I guess that's a better way to measure who's listening. So right now, no one's listening. Or very very small numbers of people, but you can do that and uh, switch it to uh, just a channel till you get to see the Um Anyway, so uh, you can also find Rob. channels like nine point two. <laughs> just get get over it. <laughs> so real people watch television. Nine point two. Nine point two. Get it to six point one. <laughs> there you go. That's CBC. I should have known. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Rob Crooks is at robcrooks.com. Oh well, what's the address for the the, the Facebook like page? Oh, it's, yeah, it's facebook.com/slash/witchpoliceradio. Okay. So that's, and you can see like hideous pictures of us at the top. And because of the way it worked, I made like three pictures in a row, right? And you can see our faces and stuff. Is like, I'm partially covered up by the little smaller image. And there's like a picture of Rob singing, like playing a show. And then this is really weird picture. Picture of me from like, I just found it on your Facebook. I just yeah. picked your, yeah. So like, it's like, that's what you see most. It's just this big picture of John making a weird face. You should have made it like gay sexy. Picture. I actually, there was a picture of him with that's like cake one. all over his face and stuff, wearing lipstick and a pink shirt. And I, was, I had it there originally, but I was like, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so I took it off. But, if you want, I can put it back up. He's the one who posted it on Facebook originally. I, I didn't post that on Facebook. Oh, okay. You let that, that makes sense. You let it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you can at Rob Crooks. At Rob Crooks. Rob Crooks. Com. Rob Crooks.com. If you haven't downloaded it yet, you should download the album that uh, Bird of Prey and I put out, which you can get on MarathonAdope.com. It's called Argyle. It's called Argyle. It's really good. And by the time this airs, there's going to be a video out that probably already has like 10 million views. You think? Probably. It's, well, I feel like it's my time. Considering Jet's song on TV only has like 3,000, this is the best video ever. I will never, I will never eclipse the no, fucking yeah. Jet song. <laughs> no, not even. It's my crown of achievement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, is that the end of the game? No. Second animation, 2-2. It's that guy. Yeah. Anyway, our guest is also <laughs> named Rob, and uh, he's in Microdot, and you have a new tape out. I yeah. I talked about the beginning, but... Um, and I'll actually give you Dub Ditch's address again on my list. Is it yeah. just Dub it's Ditch? Uh, Dub Ditch Dub no, no, no. <laughs> this, one, this one's way more complicated. It's, no, actually, it's not. Dub Ditch, picnicrecords.blogspot.ca. So you can order the tape from there, and then there's also our Bandcamp page as well, microdotwpg.bandcamp. Is there another Microdot? Is like a Bush X situation? There are other Microdots, actually. Really? There's like a... There's like a like what a, is microdot? It's a printing thing, isn't it? Well, it's yeah, and it's also there's a variety of things. Is that an acid all, reference? Yes, yeah. there's that as well oh, too. Yeah. But that's actually not where the name came from. The name came from Bill just spying someone's shirt and basically it had dots on it. 
So what's was, the connection between Dub Ditch and, and Prairie Fire? Is it it's the, the same? same guy? Yeah, it's Chris. Uh, Chris and he has a partner involved as well too. That guy actually wants to be on our show. Who does Chris? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his partner is Cole Peters. Yeah. And it's just it's like Prairie Fire, just kind of different kind of music. Prairie Fire's yeah. a noise stuff. Yeah, so it's oh, kind and of then Dub Ditch is just whatever else, or yeah. Um, so he does have the two labels with yeah, kind of slightly different focuses for each for each mm-hmm. one. So and I think he just put out six tapes in total, like three on on uh, Dub Ditch and three on Prairie Fire right That's now. Cool. So he's busy. I like the idea that he's like really prolific tape labels. Yeah, in one thing, it's, it's very cool. It, yeah, it's really cool. He actually did my uh, when I made tapes for my oh for Hertz. Yeah, yeah, he did them for me. Cool. Cool. Did you like just do a limited run of those, or? Yeah, I did very. I did forty. Okay. And I, the, I had two left, and I left them at the Albert. No, well, someone at the Albert. One of the one of the big kidney waitresses got it. <laughs> well, I went back to see if they were there, and they were like, they were not there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, can people get your tape like outside of ordering on the internet? Yeah, believe, stores or anything. Or? I believe the music trader should have some copies, and then we're gonna have them at shows cool. as well too. So. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And do you have anything else? I mean, those are recorded a couple of years ago. Do you have anything new in the works as well? Yeah, we've actually, we uh, yeah, we're, we're on another, we're on cassette compilation five, which is out of the U.S. I believe we've got a track up there, which came out a few months ago, and we've got like a few other songs on the go, and then we've got we recorded fifteen songs uh, a while back, and so some of them are on the tape, some of them a few extras are on the download, and then we're going to put up a couple more as a kind of like a single as well too, I cool. think. So, cool. yeah, and then working on some more stuff as well. So and yeah, and then so there's lots of stuff up on like Microdot, and then also FP Tranquilizer from yeah, yeah, from Bill who we well. played on the show just now. So you would have heard if you were listening closely, front to back. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, um, so we're gonna play, you're gonna play one last song to kind of uh, close off the show. Yeah, we're gonna close off with Shellac, which uh, is yeah not groovy in the title, but um, something that concept of groove made me think of shellac and so we're gonna hear something from their first seven inch the rude gesture a pictorial history we're gonna hear the b-side the billiard player song from shellac who played here once didn't they record something here uh, it came on the different stagma or they recorded it oh yeah stag- no i have that segment okay, yeah, yeah because he, but no i'm pretty sure that i saw like maybe in a bootleg or something but i'm in the music ones, a shellac seven inch, and something was referenced to Winnipeg on the back. Interesting. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if it would. It's kind of like that. Winnipeg it reminds shoulder. me of that Do. Well, yeah, the, the one at the yeah. Albert. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, shellac played the Albert too with Silkworm in like ninety seven, ninety eight thereabouts. So I feel like I should have known. I didn't know who they were then, though. But I wouldn't. I was going to the Albert then because if they had all you know, I mean, part wasn't an Asia show. But no, that one was packed too, and and at one point. Uh, it was kind of a, a hipster crowd, and everybody was kind of talking, very like talking Can you imagine loud. Imagine ninety-seven hipsters were like. They were they were loud. They were, that, were, they, were they dressed like in plaid shirts and ripped jeans? Yeah, I think that probably would be a safe bet. Um, but uh, at one point, like shellac is incredibly loud, but the, the like there was so much jibber jabber from kind of the hipsters. The trainer Todd Trainer like kind of threw down his sticks and got up from behind his kit and grabbed the mic. It was kind of like you people. Are the fucking loudest crowd we played to, not in terms of applause. You just talk really loud. And they just kind of threw the mic down and got back behind the kit and they put the rest of their set. Cool. So I would have loved to see that band. Yeah, they were great. They're Maybe great. they'll come back one day. Probably not. Well, I've got that other record coming out, so who knows? Yeah, but they put out a record a few years ago and then toured that, did they? Yeah, they did do random one-off shows. That last one actually came out like six years ago. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. It's a good record. Yeah. They played Toronto last year, I believe. Um... Yeah, so they they basically do shows whenever they want to do shows, kind of awesome. thing. So, yeah. Cool. So we're going to close, yeah. Yeah, let's close the show and listen to Shellac. And this is Wish Police Radio, and our guest is Rob Ney of Microdot. Yeah.